talk to us a little bit about starting your own company, how, where, where that thought came from, how you did it. I know you and I have talked a little bit about entrepreneurship and, and, and the challenges that we all go through and, and what it means and how you really need to rely on others to be able to help you through things. Yeah, you've been amazing with just advice. And I think I talked to you a couple of weeks before I launched it last year. Yeah. Um, just obviously been around stadiums my whole life. And my husband played in the NHL. So um, I'd have to go to gift shops and buy gear and, and just notice there was a real white space for women that, listen, I'm a huge sports fan. I have zero problem wearing stuff that, you know, is out, is, is plastered across my chest that says you're a Green Bay fan, an LA Kings fan, a Boston Celtics fan. But I just kind of thought about the fans that wanted to wear stuff every day and not just tailgating or to the stadium. Or for me, when I was in the stands cheering for my husband, a lot of times we'd go to dinner after a game and I'm like, I can't wear like a huge LA King sweatshirt. So I wanted to wear something. I wanted to create something that you could wear everywhere and anywhere and have the logo subtly placed. I'm a real tomboy. I love a jean shirt, a bomber jacket, a white t-shirt, you know, a plaid rail shirt, something like that. And I just thought there's a cool way to do this where we could offer fashionable, you know, items for women and have them again, make it feel like they can wear it anywhere and everywhere. So we came up with a line. We did a really soft launch last year. Um, we kicked ass. Our sales went up 300% for this season. Of course, COVID hit. Now we're, you know, learning how to adjust like at halftime with what works for us, what doesn't, but it went really, really well. And yeah, I, I was super nervous. I remember the day that we went live on Fanatics and my assistant was so sweet. She brought over all these balloons that said wear by, you know, Aaron Andrews. And I, I just didn't even want to look at them. I just said, Oh, thanks so much. And I think I put them in the guest room. Cause I was like, if this fails, this just sucks. I've been wanting to do this for five, six years. I hope we're doing this the right way, but I think the biggest thing and, and that happened with all this is, is for many years that I had tried to propose this, I was told no. And I was told no, because it's like, eh, we know there's a need to improve female apparel in sports, but yeah, I mean, eh, I just, I don't know, like eh, there's a need, but I don't know. And it was really funny. I was talking to the woman that started dry bar Allie Webb and she said, it's one of the best convos. She said she used to sit in these board meetings with men and give them this idea about dry bar and why women needed it and why it would be a success. And they said to her, eh, aren't those just like hair salons? Why do you need it? And it was so funny. We were sitting there with the guy that was doing my color at the time. And and she said, finally, someone gave me an opportunity and finally someone listened. And my hair, my hairdresser goes, and how rich are you now? <laughs> But she didn't listen to all these people men that were saying no. And um, I knew that there was a need for this. And how, how active are you? I'm super active. So much so that I drive my uh, manager crazy. Uh, she works with Michael Strahan, the Bella twins and Deion Sanders and so forth. And, you know, I'll call her and I'm like, well, I don't understand why this is happening. And she's like, you don't need to be involved in this. And I was like, I do, because right now I don't have anything going on. I mean, we're off for so many months. I want to know how the business works. And I feel like, you know, I, there's been a lot of examples out there where people say, Hey, you can't complain if something fails because you know you need to be involved you need to know what's going on i'll tell you what didn't help my anxiety level i started watching the show billions 
in quarantine and Axe <laughs> Capital, like talking about, do you know where your money is? Like all this stuff. So one day I just had a total panic attack after watching it. And I called my financial people and my manager who helped me with where. And I just said, okay, I need to know this. I need to know that. I need to know this. I'm blending all of this on Axe Capital on Billions. Well, it's such a great show. It is one of my favorite shows. And the actors are so fantastic in their roles. It's so good. Yep. I'm sorry that it gave you anxiety, though. I no, it's what, great. I actually have to watch it with closed captioning on because I don't understand most oh, of the conversation. Oh, my gosh. So do we. We have to watch everything now. That's another thing that came out of um, out of COVID is that we are watching everything on closed caption. It has never made me feel more stupid in my entire life. I don't know the short, the high, the low, go flood this, go get th- I was like, what in God's name are they talking about? I know nothing about finances. Yeah, amazing. We do too. Erin, now that you've been in this space for several decades, you know, with fame and the popularity and now your own company, what are some things that you wish you had known when you were starting out that you know now? Golly. Um, I think, I think unfortunately for me, I always, I always had the kind of the doubters and the haters, but I think I wish I had known that you're not going to please everybody. You're not going to be America's sweetheart to everyone. Not everyone, everyone is, not everyone's going to like you. Some people are going to think you're a fraud. Some people you even work with that you've been nice to and, you know, tried to help them out are going to publicly bash you. It's just going to happen and you're going to be okay. Even if they don't stop trying to get everybody to love you, stop trying to get everybody to know how much you care, because it that's not going to affect your rise in the industry. It's not going to affect if certain coaches like you. It's not going to affect if the players respect you. Um, I think that was a big thing for me. I just wanted everyone to know how much I loved and cared, and and how much I uh, I, I you know work hard and who gives a crap? Like, I mean, if it's sorry that you're so jaded or you're so close-minded that you can't accept that, guess what? I mean, I have, I'm so thankful with how hard I've worked that I have, you know, the respect of some of these coaches that'll text me and say, Hey, congrats on the award. So proud of you. No one better. You know, some of these PR guys that that's what means the most to me. You know, I, I remember a a guy I respect and, and love a lot, Mike Tomlin. And, um, I, it was the second time I've ever worked a Steelers game. I didn't have his sideline, but I love the way he's so like honest. I love his cliches. I love how he talks to his players. I, I just think he'd be a great dude to like go to a bar with and have a couple of beers with. And I walked up to him, you know, um, at a game before it. And I just said, coach, I know, I don't know you very well, but I just think you're awesome. Like I just want to, and he goes, Aaron Andrews, you work your ass off. And I was just like, Oh my God, that was so nice. Like, that's what I work for. You know, it's not these people that want to write these nasty things on blogs or even, you know, certain people that you've worked with that come out and say terrible things about you. It's like, that's what I've worked my butt off for. So I wish I had known things like that aren't going to matter. It's, it's the coaches, it's the organization, it's the players that really matter. Erin, I think with just how authentic you are, in between interviews and podcasts that I've listened to, I think that shines through so much that I just want to say thank you because I think to so to so many women that are in 
the sports industry, um, that we see your success and we see you continue to be the same authentic person that it, it really is something for us to continue to strive for. Well, that's very nice of you to say. It's actually taken me a minute. And it's funny, I have friends who are in the industry that are trying to get more of that to trying to get me to show that more publicly because I think I've been afraid to. I feel like for so long, because maybe, you know, what's happened to me in my past or what people have written or said, I feel like I've tried to just be this cookie cutter version. And I, I didn't want to have any flaws. And, and I, I don't know. It's just, I wanted to be a certain way. And, and a couple of my friends are like, okay, it's time now. Like it's time you show yourself because you're funny. So I was like, I am funny. I swear. (laughs) Um, Because look, like, you know, the sidelines, you get 20 seconds to give a report on if a collarbone is broken or if the offensive line is getting their ass chewed out. Right. And I can't be like, thank God that's not my ass getting chewed out, Joe. (laughs) Like we can't do that stuff. You know, it's like you just can't. And there's honestly no time for it. Thankfully, these interviews allow me to show myself a little bit more. But um, I appreciate you saying that. I'm excited to kind of show myself a little bit more. And that's why opportunities like this are cool. And I think the industry is evolving as well, Erin. Like you Mm -hmm. mentioned, some of those roles that women were kind of pushed into were very cookie cutter. And it was like you were a glorified traffic cop, right? Just passing the the microphone over to the guys totally. who are going to give all the important information. And now they're creating spaces where women can have a little bit of edge, a little bit of a voice. And like you said, not have to worry so much about pissing someone off because for a yeah. long time it was like, if I piss someone off, they're going to cut me and they're going to replace me with another cookie cutter person. And, you know, and that was a very difficult spot to exist in for us women. I think the one spot I kind of gave a middle finger to right away was, you know, I, the whole like caring what you look like. I mean, I don't think I dress, I'll say the word, you know, scandalous, or I was going to say something else, clean it up. Um, I, you know, I, yeah, I have hair extensions. Guess what? They hold curl. Great. My hair is short. I don't give a crap. You know, it's true. I like to have my nails done. Now, do I like wearing makeup? No, I hate it. Actually. I don't like to wear makeup, you know, but I, I think that wanting to wear a cool jacket or wear something sparkly at a Dallas game. Hell yeah. Play the part. This is fun. You know, it, it's taken me a bit to feel that way, but I'm glad because there were a lot of naysayers about me. Oh, here she comes, you know, miss Barbie doll or page views or things like that. And it's like, why do I have to wear an oversized, you know, blazer and oversized pants because I'm a female and I should be covering myself up. I'm not wearing spaghetti strap tank top on the field. You know, it's just like, you're allowed to look, or not look a certain way, but you're allowed to care about what you look like. And oh, by the way, be able to talk X's and O's with the best of them. Sorry, it's fine. Where do you see, as you continue to, to grow and evolve, where do you see where you can make an impact, your desire to, to help others? Um, well, I think there's a lot of, I mean... I think continuing to be a role model, I think that's one of the coolest things about the job is when dads come up to me and they say, how do I get my daughter to like sports like you? Or my daughter wants to be like you. Like I get really misty about that because that's super cool. You know, I think I would be doing a disservice to women if I continued to not, not continue to hide myself, but not really show the true me. I feel like for so long, 
look, I mean, I've been trying to break down barriers as well. So I think it'd be really cool to give people the the real me. I mean, I know my husband may be like, oh, do we have to give it all? But, um, <laughs> you know, he likes some privacy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like continue to break down barriers and be myself. Giving back is still a big deal to me. You know, I, I'd like to be in a, a space with, you know, stalking. I, I would like to change a few laws. That was a big deal for me. I wanted my lawsuit to be over before I started attacking that because it, it brings up a lot of old memories and stuff. That's hard. But um, that's, uh, you know, a thing. And I just, I think continuing to just, I don't know, carry the baton for women in sports. I mean, a lot of women say, well, hey, what about being play by player and analyst? That's just not me. I'm so happy where I am. I freaking love where I am on the field. Like when we get to be down there, it's awesome. There's no better seat in the house. The stuff I get to hear, the things I get to see, it's it's the best. So I just think being a you know the real me, show women that, and um, obviously work for some of these causes that I I want to help out. I love that you're talking about the authenticity aspect. I love you're talking about vulnerability. Those are all things that I feel like women in this industry have only recently, like within the last, it's embarrassing to say, but like within the last like five years or so, Erin, been it's crazy. rewarded for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Sudden, it's like I'm actually a person. I have these challenges and these issues, and I'm going to talk about them to one raise awareness so that other people don't feel so alone when they're going through it Two, get away from the stigma that y'all have created surrounding some of these things. And three, be my most natural and normal self, right? Trying to, yeah. trying to like put yourself into these, you know, you mentioned the four cookie cutters is exhausting. It's exhausting trying to it remember is. like how I'm supposed to act around certain groups of people. And I look, I applaud Fox. I think Fox is great with something like that. And I think it was a perfect fit for me. I I think in the beginning when things started to pick up really fast around me, I think people were scared because it was like, whoa, like, I don't think people really were ready for it. I don't think people were, didn't know how to handle it. I thought, I think that maybe people were like, okay, is she for real? Is this amount of attention? Is this going to end up going well? So I'm really thankful for Fox because I feel like Fox is great with me letting me be myself. They actually want to see more of it. So it's cool. I think that's how they are with all their talent. I can totally picture you having a reality show. I don't know that your husband. That's not going to happen. (laughs) We're talking podcasts right now. We're talking podcasts to slowly, like, you know, take off some of the layers here. But no, no, no. My husband will never. And look, those marriages don't end up warm. I know. That's right. Should we let her go, Shelly? Erin, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Of course, you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Holler if you need anything from us. We will certainly help you in in any way, shape, or form that we can. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Great to to talk to you. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others. To join Athletes in Doing Good, Text ADG2020 to 76278 and donate today. The athlete's podcast with the most downloads each month will receive the money raised for his or her charity.